time to wake up. It's Saturday morning. Find some milk and cereal. Grab a bowl and spoon. No, a bigger spoon. Head to the living room and take a seat on the floor. While Joseph and Chris present to you... Hello everybody, welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom! This is a show where we wake up with a Saturday morning sun, plop down in the living room for the big bowl of sugary cereal, and watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new. I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And this morning, we watched Rocco's Modern Life! That, that music, that sends so much nostalgia to me. Yeah. Like, I, I remember that song so well. And what oh, was yeah. strange about it was that the first and second episode, I guess the first season in general, had a different version of the song. And later on, yeah. it was like a remixed version. And that's the one that I was more familiar with was the remix. Yeah, same for me. Like if, uh, the first part, I was just like, oh, OK, yeah, I, I remember this. But then once we did get into one of the further episodes, I was like, oh, OK, that's it. That's where it is. That's yeah, the good there stuff. it is. And this was suggested by Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Appreciation. <laughs> Much obliged. So Rocco's Modern Life ran from 1993 to 1996, created by Joe Murray, produced by Joe Murray Productions, Games Animation, and Nickelodeon Productions, ran for four seasons and 52 episodes on the Nickelodeon Network. For a short synopsis, the wacky misadventures of an Australian wallaby and his friends as he finishes his transition to American life. Yeah, that works. That's, that's a great synopsis. We don't yeah. get much of We don't get many great synopsis. Synopses? Synopsises? Synopsis? Synopsis? I. Synopsis? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> well, we don't get many great ones, but this one was good. I'm still laughing about the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know what it is. Like, syno- maybe it's just synopsis. Synopsin. Syno- I'm pretty sure it's not that. <laughs> uh, someone tell us, please. We're dumb. Help us. We don't know our <laughs> own language. <laughs> so, Chris, who are some of the actors who played in this one? All right. So the voices of Rocco and Spunky were provided by Carlos Elizraki who's been in most of the Nicktoons since the early 2000s, as well as the movies Happy Feet and Inside Out. Hmm. The voice of Heifer Wolf was provided by Tom Kenny, who you all know as SpongeBob, the Ice King, and he's also the narrator from the Powerpuff Girls. So we've mentioned him several times before, and I'm sure any cartoon from the late 90s up, we will be seeing a lot of his name. The character Philbert Turtle was voiced by Doug Lawrence, who has also been in Spongebob, Camp Laszlo, and the Mighty Magiswords. Ed and Bev Bighead were both voiced by Charlie Adler, who is Ickus from Ah! Real Monsters, <laughs> Cow and Chicken, and Buster Bunny. Right. Another person we've talked a lot about on this show. I didn't even realize he played both of them. Like, I could, I kind of heard it in uh, Miss Bighead, Mrs. Bighead, but I didn't know he played uh, Ed Bighead or Mr. Bighead as well. I can hear it now, like, thinking back on some of the voices Ickes did um, in All Real Monsters. I, oh, I you're right. It. Yeah, because, yeah, like, the, when he goes kind of deep-voiced a little bit. Yep, and that yep. sounds like sounds like Ed. Yeah, yep. nope, that, that makes sense. Now, now I got it. Yeah. Cool. So for a few tasty marshmallows out of our big bowl of Rocco's Modern Cereal, Joe Murray originally created Rocco for an unpublished comic book series in the late 80s called Travis. Rocco was created initially also after visiting a zoo in the Bay Area in San Francisco and running across a wallaby who seemed oblivious to the chaos around him, which kind of makes sense. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Places in the town include Chokey Chicken, which was later renamed to Chewy Chicken for obvious reasons. Right. (laughs) I I don't think I need to even elaborate on why Chokey Chicken was inappropriate. There's a lot of jokes like that in this cartoon that I did not even think of as a kid. And now no, I'm like, totally, how goes, did they get away with that? Right. It totally goes over your head. Yep. Um, so far, the only official DVD box set that is completely uncut is available in Germany. Really? The rest of them, any other releases uh, on DVD have been edited and have had portions cut out of them. Oh, weird. So for if you want the pure uncut Rocco's Modern Life, you have to get it from Germany. And is it in, like, German and yet with English subtitles or something? I would assume so, but I don't know. Wow. So yeah. there's no, like... So if that's in German, then there's no, like, original uncut Rocco. 
Maybe, maybe it's got like uh, different language choices in the on the German version. Joe Murray, he didn't hire writers who had previous experience with any uh, writing of cartoons. Instead, he only hired writers who worked outside of animation, including improv actors and comic artists. He said that the story concepts that even smacked close to some formulaic idea that we'd all seen before were immediately rejected. So this, he tried to come in completely fresh and make these all kind of uh, unique ideas, not formulaic or pre-used ideas that had come before. And that's why he he strayed away from using people that had previously worked on cartoons and got like improv writers and things instead. That makes a little bit of sense now, like thinking back on some of the episodes we watched. Like I can definitely kind of see, um, well, I'll, I'll get into my reasoning for that later, but yeah, I see it. Yeah, it's definitely not your typical cartoon, just to no. start it off. And uh, lastly, on October 11, 2016, Nickelodeon announced that they have greenlit a one-hour TV special with Joe Murray as executive producer. Uh, Murray revealed to Motherboard that in the special, Rocco will come back to O-Town after being in space for 20 years, and that it will focus on people's, <laughs> on people's reliance on modern technology. What, why was he in space? I, who knows, but... <laughs> This is okay. just a way to be like, well, here, here's where Rocco's been for 20 years. Now he's going to come back and be kind of a, a man outside of, uh, I guess, kind of foreign to modern technology, having been in space for 20 years. So oh it'll be like his one hour misadventure with new technology. I would say even if he wasn't in space for 20 years, I could still see him being oblivious to modern technology. Yeah, he's pretty, uh, pretty naive or I yes. guess... Uh, like like the wallaby was just oblivious to the chaos around him right exactly he's a little bit dim-witted yeah so do you have any memories of this show chris oh yeah this was my favorite nicktoon out of all of them i watched this show uh, i want to say religiously i mean i i feel like i know every episode from front to back and um yeah just i i loved it i loved it as a kid yeah, it's kind of the same here. Like, I, I remember this cartoon. I, I had a great liking of it, along with other cartoons like All Real Monsters and things like that, where it was just one of those staples of my whatever days it came on. And like I said, the theme song took me right back to the 90s. And you just I just kind of felt that like rush of nostalgia come back right then. Speaking of 90s, I found a Crystal Pepsi yesterday. Do you remember those? I remember seeing them, but I never had any of them. When did they start I, I, making those again? I have no idea. <laughs> Weird. I just happened to find one in a gas station, and I got really confused and wasn't sure if I had like messed up the time stream or what had happened. But. Actually, you know what? That's I'm. I mean, that's not true. I knew those did exist because that arcade that I took you to when you came down here, they yes. also sell those now. Oh, nice. They have Surge yeah. now, too. And they have, uh, yeah, they, they brought Surge back, Ecto Cooler. Yeah, if I start seeing 3D Doritos, then I know that somebody messed up the time stream. <laughs> yeah, it was Rocco out in space for 20 years. Exactly. So let's go ahead and jump right into the three episodes we watched for today's show. The very first episode, highest rated episode, and finally, random listener chosen episode. Order may vary depending on how these episodes fall chronologically, but of course we have to start with the very first episode. So to preface it a little bit, these are all two-parter episodes, like yeah. uh, ten-minute segments. So, and we did watch both segments for each one. So we're going to talk about about six mini episodes. So you've got the first episode, which is no pain, no gain, and who gives a buck? Yes, <laughs> which is an amazing <laughs> title. Yeah, like because I mean, you know what they're going for there. Uh, yeah, adults know, kids yes. no idea. Oh, that's great. Part one a no pain, no gain. Yes. Um, so basically, um, Rocco is doing an exercise video and realizes how out of shape he is. And then doubles that when Heifer tries to walk in his house and his size just kind of rips the door off. And then he immediately falls through the floor because he's so heavy. <laughs> and then Rocco's just like, are you OK? Like he doesn't he doesn't even react to his door being broken. It must happen often. Right. Or the, the giant hole in the floor because Heifer fell right through. Yeah. He's like, are you all right, Hef? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they decide to, to go to a gym. And this is typical for Heifer's character, especially, is that the entire time he's there, he's eating food, eating and eating and eating. And his philosophy is 
the more I eat, the more weight I get to lose, yeah. which is something I could sympathize with. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I can definitely appreciate that. The gym they end up going to is Flambe Le Flab, or Flambe Le Flab, which is basically burn the fat. And right. it's uh, run by, and this is, this, these are characters we see reoccurring, I'm sure all throughout the series, but especially in the uh, episodes that we watched, the Chameleon Brothers, they yes. are the basically the heads of this gym, or I guess the initiators or um, reviewers at this gym to see whether you can become a member. Right, because it's a very like exclusive, high-end club, so they're very particular about um, who gets to stay. So everyone gets to go there, try it out, but they get to say if you get to actually join or not. So if you get um, if you get too many marks, then you can't come back. Mm-hmm. So they they went to a class, um, like an aerobics class, and they had this little instructor there. This little guy that looks sort of like Richard Simmons, but it actually was Richard Simmons voicing that character. Yeah, I thought it was too. Like, it sounded like him a lot. So I was like, I wonder if they actually got him to do it. So that was really cool of him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I always thought it was just kind of making fun of him and stuff. I didn't realize that was him until I started looking up information on this uh, show. Yeah, and that. so, yeah, he's a little like a pig and... He's doing his aerobics class like Richard Simmons would, and then uh, Rocco is getting kicked around because he's getting tired out very quickly, and then I think he he ends up like throwing him into a basket. That's a lot of weird things about this show. There's a lot of sight gags, things that don't necessarily make sense, but what I read was that a lot of times the animators got a kind of rough draft. They didn't get strict instructions like you would in The Simpsons. Uh, as to exactly what each scene needs to be. So they got rough drafts, and it's kind of like make up some jokes. It, it was a challenge, but a lot of fun, uh, they said. Make up some gags, some sight gags as you go, as long as it fits this format of here's where the story's going. What right. happens in between is kind of malleable. And I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah, and I could kind of see it in this episode because this was like... um a hodgepodge of various jokes that could take place at a gym. Um, you know, like you've got them trying to do the class, you have them doing, I don't know, if, I don't remember if it was like an elliptical or if it was like a rowing machine. And it was like they were watching a screen and Rocco's accidentally chose deliverance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the movie. You see the the big muscly guy on the weight machine who's like lifting too much and his arms fall off and just start shooting <laughs> yeah. blood out. And that that's a gag that stuck with me ever since I was a kid because that freaked me out a little bit. So like whenever <laughs> I go and lift weights, like I always think of it every single time. That your arms are going to fall off. <laughs> I'm just like, oh man, I hope my arms don't rip off. <laughs> um, my favorite part was that Heifer ended up like they ended up weighing themselves at the end. And Heifer gained 200 pounds since arriving to that gym. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like a matter of hours. <laughs> and he was on, he was weighing himself on three scales too. Right. <laughs> just he never stopped eating at all. Yeah. There was a, Rocco got into this one machine called the anatomizer where yes. it was like working like every part of his body and even like stretching his eyeballs out and stuff. It was, it was weird. They do that a lot with this show. There's a lot of eyeball stretching. A lot of eyeball jokes in general, yeah. This is this show has a lot in common with Ren and Stimpy as far as the kind of gags, the sort of crude humor and some of the grossness to it, and um, just some of the sight gags and stuff they use. I know he was going for something original, but there's just so much in common with that show. I think one of the things that does set it apart is it doesn't have those like super realistic zoom ins that Ren and Stimpy had. Yeah, they did. Well, they did it once. Um, it wasn't as hyper realistic as Ren and Stimpy, but they did something similar in another episode. But when oh, we come to that one, I'll, I'll I, I know it. what you're talking about, I think. But yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, okay, so and at the end of this episode, to wrap it up, Heifer and Rocco sitting on the couch eating pizza, but they've got like some one of the, some of those squeeze bars in between their legs, just kind of yeah. doing a mini workout. Yep, I like it. I could do that. Yeah, that's pizza. That's kind of my dream of working out and eating pizza at the same time. Yes. The second part of this first episode that we watched was Who Gives a Buck, as we said, and this one, Rocco goes shopping at the mall with his new credit card. That much is true. He needs new stuff. Rocco has a lot of aged things and uh Well, what happens is basically Heifer comes over 
and and just keeps destroying things by accident. Like a, a spring breaks through the couch, he sits on the beanbag chair and it explodes. He puts yeah. Monkey's bowl in the microwave to heat something up and it melted his bowl. Oh, is this the one where his antenna for his TV was a lava lamp? Was that this episode? Yes, that, that okay. was also part of it. That's part of what happened then is because, like, and the only channel he got was some weird Scottish channel, uh, Scottish bagpipe channel. Yeah, which will come up at the end of the episode again, which is <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, it's a good wraparound. And then, uh, so the the lava lamp overheats and explodes and just starts melting stuff because you know right. quote unquote lava it was actual and, lava yeah it was actual lava and so he's got to get new stuff he receives a credit card by chance in the mail they decide to go to the mall so we can well just to get spunky a new bowl initially but that right. turns into something much much more i i like the part where when they first get to the mall and they're looking for parking and they're following that guy around Yes, because uh, Rocco's like, I think it's a, I think it's a kid, and he's like, no, that kid has a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> I love that gag. <laughs> yeah, that's another one that I, I completely remember as a kid, and can relate to because especially if you have like a small black car, and <laughs> if you're parked in a big place, like every car looks like yours, so it takes forever to find it. <laughs> yeah, at least for and me, it does. With that kid, he was like, uh, or with that man child, he was he when they finally. Or when he finally confronted them, was like, why are you following me? And they're just like, we're looking for parking. And he's he just said he had been lost for years and can't find his mommy's car. So this kid's just been walking around the parking lot looking for his mom's car. And then a little bit <laughs> later, we actually see his mom come into play, too, looking for her son and the car. That was a fantastic joke uh, because this happened yeah. like a minute or so later. And it was just so much in the background where, like, they were doing something. They finally parked and they're walking. And she just comes by and she's like, son, have you found the car yet? And she's, like, all elderly yeah. and has a walker and stuff. Uh, uh, so they they don't find a parking spot at first. They have to go into, and as people know, anyone who has who's had to park in a parking garage in any time of busy season, sometimes you have to go to the very, very top. And in this particular case... The top of this was the top of this parking garage was like in space. It was funny <laughs> yeah. because Heifer's nose started to bleed. They got up so high. So uh, they, they get to the Conglomo Mall and they get to a Just Bowls for like Just Dog Bowls store. Start looking around for different bowls and uh, he introduces them to the, the clerk introduces them to the Super Bowl, the Fish Bowl, your Master's Bowl, which is a toilet, of course. Right. And then he's uh, Spunky spots the Leak Elite, which is this like epic bowl that does all this stuff for you and serves you food. And he really wants that one, but it's very expensive. But uh, Heifer's just like, you don't even have to spend cash. It's just charge it. And that's when things just start going downhill. What got him gone is just like he swiped his card and he's like, oh, my gosh, this is mine. And then there's just buying all kinds of stuff. Like he buys like a yacht and <laughs> yeah. like um the giant tv all kinds of stuff and doesn't really think about having to pay it so right and until he gets this call a little bit later on it's basically a threat almost like a, a mafia call where it's like pay up by 8 a.m or else right exactly and then they throw a one of those notes that's constructed from like random letters out of the newspaper in his door that says the same thing or through his window that says there, the same yeah it breaks thing. his window yeah because at first heifer's like uh, you know, he he's saying that he's going to help him out. He's going to stand up for him. And then he sees him throw that through the window. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go home. <laughs> yeah. And then Rocco's like, well, I mean, yeah, this is a harsh credit card company because it's like you use it and then you have to pay by the next morning at 8 a.m. Like, yeah. That kind of defeats purpose. So he's having nightmares of like because he cuts his card up and then he has nightmares of the little pieces become other cards and they all pick up like axes and knives and they're attacking him in his sleep and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they throw him into the fire and then he uh so when he wakes up he sees that like all his stuff has been repoed like as it's getting repoed he yeah. and that's everything in his house except for his crappy couch i guess they they were too good for his couch heifer comes by oh cuz he comes by with um spunky's bowl exactly the leak the, elite since yeah. that got repoed also uh, Rocco's like, did you use a credit card on that? Which is great since that was exactly what he was pushing him to do in the uh, the previous yeah. day. He's and the then, one that talked him into it. Yeah, 
he uh, so what ended up happening, how he got this money was he sold since cows have two stomachs, he sold his second stomach for cash and right. uh, to the bagpipe channel <laughs> to the bagpipe channel. And then uh, we get to see the bagpipe channel come back up where they're playing his second stomach and you just see all this junk coming out of it. Like all this food and stuff shooting yeah. out as they're playing it, and it spurts all over the camera. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a funny episode. Uh, the so the official second episode we watched for today's show, which is really the third and fourth. So two, so it's Leapfrogs and Bedfellows. Okay, yes. not that's not one title. So it's Leapfrogs for part A and Bedfellows for part B. And uh, in this one, in Leapfrogs, Miss Bighead, Mrs. Bighead tries to seduce Rocco, and this was. <laughs> This was hilarious. I, this might have been my favorite episode. So, like, so this was our random, and I chose this one strictly because this episode got banned after its first showing. Um, just, just the first part was banned. The yeah. frogs part. Um, which is funny because I remember seeing this one as a kid, so I must have seen it the you know at its initial airing, which is great because which- I remember a lot of this episode. What's funny about it is, like, how would you even contextualize that as a kid? Like, is it just funny because she's after Rocco for reasons you can't comprehend? I, I didn't even, like, think of the reasons why she was after him. I just, like, remember the gags and remember thinking that they were funny and how yeah. Mrs. Bighead was kind of gross. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in this one, uh, Mrs. Bighead just finishes watching like a romance movie and so she's trying to basically get Mr. Bighead to um compliment her or to make love and stuff like that and instead he's completely just like he he doesn't care he's kind of heartless in that way and on top of that there's this pig outside this cupid pig outside with his heart bow and arrow and he so he opens the window after they go to sleep and starts like shooting Mr. Bighead with it to try to get a reaction from him and try to make him fall for yeah. her or uh, show some love. But he won't he won't give anything. And so the Cupid pig spends the entire night shooting those arrows in him. He wakes up. It's funny when he wakes up because he's got all these like uh, heart arrows sticking out of him. And yeah, it doesn't uh, even notice. Still has no reaction. So the Cupid pig, he sees some some birds like loving on each other. So he, he throws his quiver at him and he just <laughs> he's flies so off because he's so it, mad. <laughs> it's the but best. That was funny because it was really it had almost nothing to do with anything. It was it was literally just a, a joke built around a sight gag. And it doesn't right. really come up anymore in the episode. Well, kind of at the end, I guess. But uh, it, yeah, so kind of. Yeah, so and since she can't get Mrs. or since she can't get Mr. Bighead's attention, she sees Rocco outside mowing the lawn, and so she's like, not that she's attracted to Rocco, but just that she wants someone to be attracted to her. So she tries for the rest of the episode to seduce him into, uh, you know, into giving her that attention that she's craving. Yeah, and the way she does it is she asks him to um, help her do odd jobs around the house. Because she said she needs a man to uh, to do some things for, her, like change a light bulb and and other stuff. Like there's a spider in the bathroom that needs <laughs> showing out, which that was my favorite because he opens the door and it's like a big anthropomorphic spider taking a dump. The uh, the zoom in thing, or at least the part that I was thinking, was when she first walks out to meet up with Rocco. It zooms in on her leg and it's really hairy and gross. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking of a different episode, but yeah, that did happen in this one. Yeah. Yeah, her leg's really nasty. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, so, yeah, she, like you said, she's trying to get him to do all these odd jobs around the house, just basic things you would see. And uh, it, it's like um, her first one is, could you fix a VCR that she's obviously unplugged? What she puts on, or the video that's in there, in the VCR, or on the, you know, whatever channel she's got it on, is the mating habits of cane toads, which is right. what she and Mr. Bighead are, are, cane toads. And so she she's watching it with Rocco, who she has come sit on the couch next to her, and she's looking over at him, like, looking for a reaction from that. And I think <laughs> the, uh, the cane toad is just like, uh, the mating habits of cane toads. Frank, get away from me. And that was it. <laughs> Right, exactly. She was just like, get away. <laughs> that was a good one. There's also, and this is the one I remember was like, um, 
at one part she's trying to put on a dress and she conveniently can't get the zipper up on the back so she asks Rocco to come into her bedroom and do it. So he goes over and tries and he's like pulling so hard that he just ends up like the whole back of the dress just rips completely off. <laughs> yeah. And she's just standing there like naked with her back to him like giggling and he like zips his eyelids shut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turns out like Ed ends up coming home and Rocco's there and He's like, you saw my wife in her bathrobe because she's wearing a bathrobe at this point. And he's like, it's horrible, isn't it? I'm sorry. <laughs> Bev gets upset. Rocco senses, um, you know, what's really going on. When Mr. Big Head walks in on them, she's giving him money and he's in his underwear because she just finished throwing up on him. And so oh, that's it, right. it's basically like uh, she's paying him for favors, quote unquote. Right. Uh, and uh, that's so that's what the implication could have been. But Mr. Big Head, of course, reacted in a completely different way. Yeah, he just didn't even care. <laughs> no, <laughs> he just felt sorry for Rocco. They do have a moment at the towards the end of the episode where Mr. and Miss, Mrs. Big Head, I, I guess it's a th- weird thing they have where she throws out some plates and uh, he like breaks them with his tongue almost like a um it's like shooting skeet or something skeet shooting yeah yeah, skeet shooting the lights go out fireworks go off but then ed falls asleep so it's basically just wraps back around to how it started yeah Uh, like nothing really happens no yeah Uh, the second part of the sec the part b of episode two is in bedfellows where heifer gets kicked out of his parents house forcing him to live with rocco (laughs) <laughs> so Heifer's dad gets laid off, so they rent out Heifer's room, and he's like, well, uh, or no, but they they give him the treehouse outside, but he doesn't even fit in the treehouse anymore. Like, he, his whole body takes it up, so he's like, well, can't sleep here. Well, my favorite part is he started singing a song while he's in there, and, like, as soon as he starts singing, the branches breaks and he hits the ground. <laughs> Just the timing of that is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he goes to Rocco's, ask him to stay a couple days. Rocco says, yeah, he can sleep on the couch. But then it switches to a scene where, you know, he takes off his clothes, he's in his underwear and he starts to, he's about to sit on the couch and the couch is like, whoa, no, I, you know, I'm, I don't want your, I can't remember what the couch says. Just basically, I don't want your butt in my face. And he just, the couch leaves, like the couch literally yeah. just leaves. <laughs> it just walks out the door. Yeah. So Heifer goes into Rocco's room and is like, uh, the couch ran away, so can I sleep with you? And then he, so he, I guess he scoots over a little bit and tries to let him in. And then, of course, Heifer ends up taking up the whole bed, which might be twin size at best. And so he takes it up. Uh, Spunky's asleep on Heifer's stomach, rolling around and he as he's snoring. So Rocco tries to like squeeze himself under like part of heifer's fat like but flab, he, yeah yeah he gets pushed out and so he starts sleeping in a drawer in one of the drawers next to him and then that's when heifer starts snoring which is waking the whole neighborhood keeping rocco awake and he cannot stop it yeah that's just the beginning of the really bad like roommate thing like so the part that i was talking about earlier where the zoom ins and stuff is heifer goes into the the bathroom and he's in there forever, and when he finally leaves, Rocco walks in, and there's these, like, really tight zoom-ins of, like, the, um, like, his bar soap, which is covered in grime and hair, and the oh, towels, yeah. and the sink, and, like, a belch comes out of the toilet, and you can see, like, the wavy, like, smell lines, and he, uh, he just barely opens it, and then just screams. That grossed me out a little bit, yeah. I mean- <laughs> Hell Yeah. I mean, it was funny, but I was like, ugh, like that. I I could just, I could visualize the smell that was coming out of there. Yeah, exactly. They did a good job of animating that. Yeah. Um, Um, Then Heifer ends up starting a nudist colony in Rocco's backyard. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty funny. I don't, I didn't remember that at all as a kid, but yeah, so it's just everybody is out of all their clothing in the backyard. Well, first... Like you, you hear this big party going in the backyard, and Rocco's trying to go back there. And this, there's basically a bouncer at the door who's like, "Not like that, you're not." He rips Rocco's clothes off and pushes him out the door. And he, uh, so he's around all these, I guess, kind of conveniently covered um, body parts, which yeah, is pretty I, funny. I like how they did that. Like the one where the um, the woman has her back turned, and then as she turns around, somebody, like, throws some darts against a dartboard. 
that yeah. covers up her breasts and her crotch. And then at the same time, you see like another guy who's like laying down, like lounging, but his his crotch isn't facing the camera. But when he turns over to where it would for <laughs> like a, a car comes flying out of nowhere and just embeds <laughs> in the ground, blocking his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, this is the most random thing. <laughs> and someone's just like, that's a nice Buick. Yeah, exactly. It's just not even a thing. <laughs> yeah. So it was a lot of uh, randomness in that. Uh, Ed and Bev Big Head are looking out the window, and Bev is obviously very interested in it, and Ed is kind of disgusted by it, and that comes up a little bit later in the episode. Yeah. So you've got, uh, yeah, it's, I, I mean, that's essentially where, oh, also the band in the nudist colony was called The Dangles, and I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> That's great. The dangles. It it pretty much kind of comes to a head where Rocco's like ready to tell Heifer off and kick him out. But before he can, Heifer like sits Rocco down and is just like, I'm sorry, you're really difficult to live with. Like, please don't (laughs) take it personally. But I'm my mom said I can move back home. (laughs) Yeah. So which which is really funny because, yeah, just the circumstances, the irony of it all was not lost on me. Yeah, his dad comes over and, uh, or Heifer's dad, I guess something to say just to add really quick is Heifer's parents are wolves, which is, and Heifer's obviously a big bull. And so that's why Heifer's last name is Wolf, even though he's a big bull, cow, whatever. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Um, but his dad comes over and is like, all right, you can come home now, but, uh, you know, put some pants on you scamp. And then he's like kids or something like he. He he says it like this is typical of Heifer, yeah, like typical he behavior. It was funny, He's yeah, like, yeah, it's like kids. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, and then at the very end, um, you hear Mrs. Bighead like she's got a nudist colony over at her house now. Right, like she now kind of Rocco, congregated them over there. And now that Rocco finally got Heifer out and he's ready for some peace and quiet and to sleep. All of a sudden, he hears like a party in his neighbor's backyard, and it's, they had started their own nudist colony back there. Yeah. So uh, the last episode we watched for today's show was Fish and Chumps slash Camera Shy. So Fish and yes. Chumps is part A, where Rocco, Heifer, and Filbert set out for a day of fantastic fishing, but the fish have other plans. I got, I got to say, I love Crappy Jack. <laughs> he is this like <laughs> fishing guide that they were trying to to get to take them out and. This fishing guide has two eye patches, you know, you know, over both eyes, wooden arms, wooden legs. And he's like filling this boat full of stuff as he's like going on and on about random stuff, like talking. But then when he gets in the boat and drives off, you see that he was putting it in the wrong boat and that the others were in a boat that was behind that one. Yeah, they're by themselves. (laughs) So they just go out by themselves into the ocean and. Um, and, and but I mean that that joke made me laugh out loud because I wasn't expecting it, and I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, his um, his he, he's a big walrus, and his two wooden legs, two wooden arms, and two wooden eyes made me laugh. With those eye patches, yeah, with those great. double eye patches, that was <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and then so they're out there trying to fish, and Rocco's trying to show Heifer and Filbert how because they don't know how, and he's. He puts a worm on his hook and the worm's like screaming like, ah, and, then, <laughs> and like runs they, off. Yeah. They, they cut to like another scene where the worm is sitting there in the boat with a bandaid on, just looking all grumpy. He's like not <laughs> on the hook anymore. Yeah. So they try different things. Like they try cheese and this giant squid comes out. <laughs> I love that squid. So that makes me want, that makes me want to make my, one of my screen names or my gamer tag, like cheese squid or something, just because <laughs> no one cheese would squid. get it, but it would be hilarious. I would get it. You would get it. I Our listeners would, get it. No would get, it. get it. You guys will get it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Just like Lava um, Jesus. That should be your tag name. Lava, Lava Jesus. Jesus. I feel like yeah. I'd get banned or something, or I'd Probably. get it, have to get it revoked. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so you've got the cheese squid who comes up and he, <laughs> he gets some cheese from him. Cause that's what Rocco tries to use as his second thing after the worm falls through is just, uh, I guess spray cheese of some sort. And, uh, then what we start to see are things like Rocco cast a hot dog out and then a hot dog, like cast back into the boat. And he's like, huh? So he reels it back in and tries to throw it back out again and the same thing happens and he's like that should have been a perfect cast and then it comes right back 
And so what's happening through the remainder of the episode, what we find out is there are these fish underwater in a boat fishing for human, well, not humans, fishing for uh, the other anthropomorphic animals who are on land. They are trying to trick them with all these kind of actually really kind of clever devices that they're using as bait. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember what all they used. They they used a life jacket. Uh, yeah, they use they use a hot dog. They use sandwiches. They use a life jacket. Oh, also, Philbert has this watch that he's super excited about, and he's constantly oh. like telling Heifer, he's like, Heifer, ask me what time it is. Yeah, and he it's just a keeps glow in the dark it. watch. He keeps bringing up this watch. Heifer gets mad and slaps his wrist, and the watch goes under the water. But later, the um, the fish people use that as bait and almost get. Filbert this time because he tries to get his watch back and um, they use that as bait as well. But they were able to, I, I well, what I think was like they all grabbed onto each other and they were going to go under. But the, the squid comes back and pulls them back out and he's like, do you guys have any more cheese? Any more cheese? Yeah. So he ends up <laughs> saving their lives. So right. cheese squid is the hero of the episode. But then they get back to Rocco's house and they're sitting inside and they're like, man, I'm never going near the water again. But then you see the house like on the outside starts moving because it's on a fishing line. It's on a hook. And they put a fake fake house in front of that one. So they ended up catching them anyway. Yeah. Using uh, an entire fake house. (laughs) And as the house is reeling away, Filbert's still like, uh, Heifer, ask me what time it is. (laughs) (laughs) Did we cover what all animals they were? Like, oh, we did say heifer's a cow. Right. Rocco is the wallaby. Filbert is a turtle. Yes. Oh, and we did say that the big heads were frogs. Yeah, cane toads. Okay, cane toads. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Filbert is a turtle because he wanted, uh, Joe Murray wanted someone or wanted an animal that was like in its shell or something and had trouble coming out. And Filbert is actually a type of uh, macadamia nut or something like Filbert because it's another thing that's inside of a shell. So it's just like, yeah, kind of a really introverted in his shell kind of personality. I remember his (laughs) girlfriend, too, who was a dentist and she would always like tilt her head to the side or something. Or no, she had claws or something. She She had had like claw hands, hook hands. Yeah, that's what it was. I can't remember her name, but yeah, yeah. she was a dentist and she would like. Yeah, cock her head to the side and you'd hear like a cracking noise a lot. And then she'd just be like, okay, or something. I can't, yeah. man, that, I have a okay. vague memory of that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was funny. Um, so the second episode, the second part of the third episode, part B was camera shy, which is an episode I really remember well. And uh, did I say this was season three, episode four? I don't remember, but now I, I did. So there it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay. funny. Funny story about this episode. So when we were originally talking about doing this show, Joseph sent me like a meme or like, yeah, it was a meme that you had on your phone. And then, yeah, and you had had it well before we said we were doing this exactly um, show. I made and, this meme myself because I liked this part. Oh, so much. Okay. You thought that that was from the Leapfrogs episode and you got really excited. You're like, oh man, this, it's like, we were like, oh, it was meant to be that you already made this and we're doing that episode. But it turns out it wasn't in that episode. So I was watching these. I was like, oh, I was kind of disappointed for you. But then we get to the very last episode we watched, and it was from this episode. Yeah, it was from Camera Shy. Yeah, and and we'll tell you what it is right when we get to that point. Yeah. (laughs) So in this one, Rocco sets out to make a videotape to send home to his parents. And, uh, of course, he's got Heifer recording the video to send to his parents' house. And he's trying to, what he wants is something because he's new to America and he's trying to send his parents a video to show his everyday life, his modern life and show that everything's okay. So the first thing he does is try to take him, like he takes him to his job at kind of a lot of comics. He tries, so he shows him that, shows him his boss who he says is really nice. And then the boss just like slams the shutters and obviously not a nice guy. I totally forgot about that guy. And I forgot that he worked at a comic book store. I did too. I just thought when it showed the comic book store again, I was like, oh, okay, this must be where he goes a lot. But I was like, oh, okay. So he works there. What's funny is like he has kind of multiple jobs throughout the series because there was one one time he had a job as a uh, a phone operator who was, you would call in. Yeah, tell, and, tell him what it really is. 
Yeah. Uh, so he was a a phone sex operator where <laughs> it, it there was I remember there was like a billboard or something or not a billboard but like a sign on the wall at his uh, station that was like uh, um, be naughty be something I can't remember the words it said but then he was always when when he got a call and this was just like one scene out of one episode but he got a call and he just had to be like oh baby oh baby yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it had no other context. You couldn't hear the other side of the conversation. So it wasn't kids wouldn't understand, but adults would get a good kick out of it. And I'm just like, that's one of those things about the show that I cannot believe they got away with. You know, I'm like, how did they they air this for kids and they were still able to pull that off? It was kind of a the early 90s were kind of a weird time for TV or Nicktoons specifically because they were very allowing of freedom to their animators or to anyone who pitched cartoons to them. It's like, we're kind of giving you a lot of creative freedom here because we need a resurgence in, we kind of need to revitalize the cartoon front because the TV at that point was kind of dying down a bit. So they needed new, fresh ideas. And this luckily benefited from that. And we get a lot of that now with things like, uh, you know, Steven Universe and uh, um, what was uh, Gravity Falls, things like Gravity that, where Falls, it's really, yeah. really creative and cool ideas and even Adventure Time and stuff. But back then, like, there wasn't a lot of that to go around. So they needed things like Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life to really bring it back to life. I feel like they must have been going for a, okay, we got to do something for kids, but we got to get something that pulls the adults into, you know, to to make that wider audience because I feel like, you know, probably before then adults probably didn't watch as much cartoons, especially because now it's not weird for adults to watch cartoons because we're adults. We watch cartoons all the time. Even if we <laughs> yeah. weren't doing this show, we would be watching cartoons. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's great anime. There's, you know, there's cartoons that are kind of catered more for, um, like teens and adults and stuff like that. So now it's not that weird, but back then they, they were like, okay, we got to do this. So, and, and what's better to do that? Then they're like, okay, well adults like sex jokes. Let's throw that in these kids cartoons and see if they notice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We noticed. We noticed. As this episode goes on, we're just seeing basically heifer fail as a cameraman. And it's awful. The whole day has gone by. Rocco's tired. And so Heifer and Philbert are like, hey, can we borrow your camera for the night? And he's rented it out. So he's like, I mean, Rocco's just so oblivious or just very trusting. I don't know. He's just so naive because he's like, yeah, go ahead. Like, uh, just bring it back tomorrow. And so this brings us to the part that I remember very well and that I made that (laughs) meme out of, which was uh, Heifer and Philbert go over to Rocco's house around 11-ish, and Heifer's introducing this where he's like, all right, every day, and he's recording also, he's like, every day at 11.30, like clockwork, he comes down to get a drink of milk, so there, he's recording him. Uh, naked as he's walking down the stairs and as he's going to get his milk and drink it and then Rocco turns around and look at looks at the window and it was funny is like you see them running off with the camera like looking at the cameras like right. aimed down at their feet and he's like I think he saw us I think he saw us and I don't I he didn't see them I guess he's just no, looking he back there and yeah. so they've got all this footage gathered up the following day they go to the uh the video well the the place to return the camera and of course, this is too run by the Chameleon Brothers. They run everything. They much. run everything. They are just entrepreneurs, and they uh, so they they offer their services to do video editing for them to kind of make it into something uh, interesting for his parents. And so Rocco accepts, not knowing what was on those tapes at all. And he uh, oh, because it's got like the fifty-two hours of footage. Um, from when they were shooting and then Filbert has these other, uh, things. It's like, a four extra hours or something. And so they, he brings them into the mix. They've got all these, the Chameleon Brothers have them edited as a video and we end up seeing it roll into kind of, um, it's at the video store, but it's like the basement of the video store where they're having a showing of the movie yeah, they just like created. it's like an underground cafe sort of yeah, thing. Like yeah, an art exactly. house, basically. Very much like an art house. And this movie that they made was very artsy as well. 
where it's like a art snuff film sort of thing that they turned it into yeah where it's just like uh i remember it opened with like good morning pink dog and then regret like the words <laughs> yeah. just on the screen <laughs> they sh- and they show like a flower open and then yeah. you see like Rocco naked. <laughs> yeah. And you just hear you hear uh Heifer's voice in the background, naked, naked. And, and uh um Rocco's got this like <laughs> oh my. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, oh my yeah, and and uh that's basically the whole video is him walking down the stairs with the naked and oh my and uh then it ends with well actually Rocco goes to the store to get the video. And the sign's pointing him downstairs. So he goes downstairs. He's walking down the stairs as he sees himself walking down the stairs, nude with a, one of those black sensor bars over his junk. Right. And he, uh, and so he's, <laughs> he's completely like flabbergasted by that, of course. And the end of it's just like, good night, little pink dog. And then pineapple. And <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, it. it just says the word pineapple. So like, he is trying to well mrs bighead is there and she's trying to buy nine nine copies and rocco's like no you have to buy them all please i'll pay you back buy all of them because he's trying to get all the copies Eleven thousand um, copies yeah it turns out there's eleven thousand, and somehow between him heifer and filbert they managed to get all the copies and um there's a little discrepancy over the number at first because um yeah, it's one number off yeah yeah it's one number off and it turns out it's because Heifer sent a copy to the Australian Film Festival, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he ends up winning. He ends up and, winning the, and uh, they send him a big check and stuff. Yeah, and his parents are super proud of him because they saw it at the film festival. Yeah, which is exactly <laughs> what he was trying to avoid. So it's awesome right. that it still exactly. led up to that. And then there's this one video at the end of the episode where they're like, what is this? This isn't the same video because they're starting to erase the videos. And so they do it one by one. Yeah, they do it one. They're doing it one by one. And they come across this one. It's like, no, this isn't the same video. And it's called Toads in Love. And they throw it in there. And it's uh, it's Mr. and Mrs. Big Head. And it's obviously going to be a sex tape as well. Right. Where, and you start to hear things. And then what's funny is like the, they're all wearing like these sensor bars that the, well, the, you know, the people sitting on the couch, Heifer, Filbert and Rocco are wearing these sensor bars that came as part of the, I guess, marketing for the movie that he, that he's in. And the sensor bars just fall off, I guess, kind of revealing. They're just like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they're all disgusted by this Toads in Love video. So, yeah, and then it, it shows the video for a split second, and it's um, the big heads doing that plate thing where like Bev's tossing the plate and Ed's breaking it with his tongue. Yeah, and then who knows what happened after that? Like, you probably yeah. don't want to know. Nobody, I don't want to know. know. No, I don't either. Well, Chris, it looks like it's about time we send our inner kids over to Uncle Rocco's place to stay the night and see what they thought of Rocco's modern life. Just make sure that if they need milk, they get it before 11.30. (laughs) This cartoon was really silly and kind of gross, but in the best way. I love how Heifer is always eating, just like me. And Spunky is always eating gross stuff off the floor, also like me. I give this cartoon four bowls of Rocco Pop cereal out of five. And now, I'm going to go get some milk and get naked. Okay, bye. Much like Rin and Stimpy that preceded it, Rocco's Modern Life was full of hilarious sight gags, over-the-top takes on everyday mundane situations, and adult humor. For me, this is a spectacular delivery of somewhat mature jokes that adults can appreciate, with a silliness that children will love at face value. Overall, I'd give Rocco's Modern Life five big bowls of random pineapple cereal out of five, and would confidently recommend this to people of all ages. Also, I'd really like to see the rest of that Frogs in Love video. It sounded really sweet, and I wanted to see where it was going. Uh, no, no, you didn't. Don't recommend it. Nope. Yeah, there's lots of flies involved. It's just, it's bad. yeah. You wouldn't want to see that. Not lots of lots of hairy legs involved. No, you're not old enough. Yeah. So, do you have any final thoughts about Rocco's Modern Life? I I just love this show. Like it, it was one of those that I needed to see again to remember how much I loved it. And I still like. I think it was kind of a genius show. And reading the history on it. Uh, leading up to this, I found out a lot of things about it where I really respect 
the person who made this show, Joe Murray, and the way that he kind of led his studio is very, it was a very relaxed studio, very chill. Like they, I, I think someone who was describing it described it as a, a preschool where there was no supervision because they just did kind of their own things and they laughed together and they had fun. And I love that about when a, when a group of creatives can have a uh, situation like that, have a setup like that. And that's when they get these types of gems that come out of it. So I can't wait to see the new special that comes out and see a, why Rocco was in space for 20 years and B <laughs> how he reacts to modern technology. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So I definitely love this uh, even on a reviewing and would recommend it highly. Yeah, you know, I like that they use a lot of adult situations that I didn't necessarily get as a kid, but as an adult, I thought were interesting. And, you know, they used a lot of, um, when I say that, I mean, they used a lot of situations that adults find themselves in, like trying to get back into shape or worrying about credit card debt, relationships going stale, or even getting kicked out of the house, all that fun adulting stuff. So there's (laughs) some fun gags and everything. It, It wasn't as funny to me as I thought it was as a kid. So I feel like the nostalgia was really coming into play a few times, but the farther we went, so like the first episode, you know, there was a lot of funny gags. I didn't feel like it was as coherent, but once we get to the later episodes, like the ones we just reviewed last, I feel like they had definitely found their stride. The jokes were a lot funnier. The situations were great. Um, and, and I really enjoyed that part of it. So I definitely understand why this was a favorite of mine as a kid. So definitely thanks, Mike, for recommending this. Uh, Again, I love it, so I really appreciate you sending it our way. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Well, listeners, it looks like our milk supply has now run dry, so it's time for us to say goodbye. And next week, we'll be watching... ALF Animated Adventures, suggested by Bean Bunny via YouTube. Awesome. So thanks, Bean Bunny. I remember Al- I remember Alf the live action, but I did not know there was a cartoon. So this will be interesting. So I found out there are two Alf cartoons. Really? Completely different Alf cartoons. Still Alf. I wonder if he eats cats in the cartoons. I hope so. <laughs> well, either way, thank you, Bean Bunny, for suggesting that. And uh, I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to eat some cats. <laughs> well, once again, I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And we'll see you next Saturday. Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com. 